done what no man can do. Well, bless your name, Jesus, because you are so faithful. Lord, you are so accurate. You are too good to make a mistake. Oh, thank you, Father, because nothing catches you by surprise. Thank you, Father, because all things are working together for our good. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, Father, for breaking the jaw of the enemy. Ah, thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you because destinies that have been swallowed up, they are released. Destinies that have been taken, they have been released. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Father, for an amazing time in your presence. Thank you for giving us the privilege to come meet with you. We don't take it for granted. We, we don't take it. We don't abuse this privilege. We are grateful. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. But for man, we would have been swallowed up. But you ensured that we are properly taken care of. Thank you, Father. We give you praise today. Manifest yourself in this service this morning. That by the time we leave, we shall leave transformed. Our minds shall be transformed. Burdens shall be lifted. Sicknesses shall be healed. We give you praise, O oh God, because this we know we shall see today. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit of God. Somebody shout a big amen. Oh, that amen can be better. Clap those hands and give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. I welcome everyone to church, to all the fathers and aspiring fathers and would-be fathers. I say happy Father's Day. Amen. It's once in a year and we enjoy it so much. Amen. We, we really don't need three or four. One is good enough. For us, amen. And so I congratulate every man here. I celebrate you. Please celebrate our men and our fathers, amen. And before you sit down, at least make sure you meet 10 different people, not 10 same people. 10, 10, and tell them you look wonderful this morning. Welcome them to church. Go ahead, do that. Get out of your seats. Get out of your seats. Especially on the stage. Hallelujah. You welcome in the name of the Lord. You are welcome in the name of the Lord. For I can see all over you the glory of the Lord. You are welcome in. Oh, come on, say it to someone. You guys love your seats so much. Move around. You are welcome in in the name of. You're welcome in the name of the Lord. I can see 
that's what I see. Got your neighbor said, I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Come on, say, I love you. Nice looking hair. I see the glory of God. Say, I love you. Say, I love you. I can see. Clap those hands one more time. Hallelujah. Sometimes in life we go through battles, but I'm of the school of thoughts that believe that before you receive the victory, shout for the victory. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not going to wait till I have it in hand. I'll shout for it because I know I'll get it. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So this morning, the title of my message is Don't Wait for the Battle to Be Over, Shout Now. Yeah. 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 Now, now for, for some of us, everything is going well, so we really don't need to shout. That's why you're looking at those of us that are shouting crazy like, if you know one thing about members of the refinery, we are not people who are normal. We are not normal. I'm part of those who everything has not worked out. I'm still believing God, so I'll keep shouting. You know, God said to Joseph, he said, to Joshua, he said, see now that I have given you the city. This was a city that was guarded all around. Inside, the walls were protected. But God said, see now. Not see tomorrow. I have given you the city. At that time, Joshua was still standing outside the wall. He had not entered the city, but God said, see now. I have given you the city. And he gave him instructions. And guess what? When Joshua followed those instructions, he did not need to climb over a wall into the city because the wall fell before his feet. Is somebody hearing me? Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout for your victory. Come on, just 10 people. I don't need everybody, just 10 people. I shout for my victory. I shout for my victory. 
I shout for my victory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Exodus chapter 15 verse 2. We'll read verse 2, 3 and verse 6. Exodus chapter 15. The Bible says the Lord is my strength and song. And he is become, not has become. He is become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God, I will exalt him. Verse 3 says, the Lord is what? I know he is a loving father. I know he is a kind God. I know he is a good God. But hey, be careful. Because this same God who is merciful is also what? And guess what? You cannot fight the child of a warlord. Oh, you didn't get that. You cannot deal with the child of a warlord and walk away confidently. The Lord is a man of war. What is his name? He says, the Lord is his name. Verse 6 says, thy right hand, O Lord, is become what? Glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, has what? Oh. It is a beat them all. It is a flog them. He did what? Maybe you're not seeing the scripture. He did what? That means that he dealt with them so much that they cannot be put together again. I pray for you this morning. Whatever has lifted up itself against you, the God of war fight on your behalf. And I decree and declare that every enemy against your life, they are dashed in pieces, never to be put together again. Whatever it may be that they trust in, that they think is their help today, I stand upon this altar and I decree and declare their plan is destroyed in pieces in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive it. Take your seats. Sometimes God will simply run a protective shield around you where nothing will be able to come near you. Nothing will be able to come through to attack you. Other times, certain things begin to slip through to come directly against you. And guess what? Then God moves ahead on your behalf. And so in case you are here this morning, you are facing troubles, you are facing turmoil in your life. And you are wondering, where is God? I have good news for you. God has gone ahead of you. Uh, that is why you really can't see him. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? He has done what? Gone ahead of you. Somebody put your hand on your chest. Say, God has gone ahead of me. In this situation, it's where God will literally take your enemies head on and do battle with them. 
If you think you want to come against my child, you have to come through me. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Many a times, God will fight the actual battle through you. And some other times, he will simply tell you to hold your peace. It's not every battle you should fight. Some battles are already won before they are fought. Is somebody hearing me? There are some matches, when you see it, it looks like a fixed match. Some things have gone on behind the scenes. So you look at it, you say, no, this one is a lost battle already. They've lost this battle already. Guess what? Even before the enemy thought of fighting you, coming against you, they have already lost. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And so God goes ahead of you with his power and his might to personally protect you. The Bible talks about a man by the name Jehoshaphat. In 2 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 6, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat was a good man. He was, he was dedicated to God. His heart loved God. His heart was lifted up in the way of the Lord. He took away all the altars that were set up in Judah. But in chapter 20, verse 3, the Bible says that a vast army of the Moabites and the Ammonites, they came up against him. Many a times, child of God, you don't understand how good you are, yet the enemy comes after you. And you begin to wonder to yourself, what have I done to deserve this kind of thing? Just when things are going good, now everything wants to go bad. It says, then there came some. There are people that we always call carriers of evil news. I don't know if you've ever experienced them. I have. They don't have anything good to say. You don't see them when the going is good. Once something is wrong, then they show up. Evil monitoring spirits. They came to Jehoshaphat. They said, there cometh a great multitude against thee. From the sea on this side, Syria. They are coming. With their armies, they are coming. In verse 3, the Bible says, Jehoshaphat feared. Some of you see that in church right now, your clothes are looking nice, well ironed. Your makeup is good, but you are afraid. God, what am I going to face the minute I get out of church? The Bible says he set himself. Despite the fear, he did what? Set himself. Despite the worry, he set himself to seek the face of the Lord. Hmm. Child of God, understand this. When our heart is devoted to God, our response to impending war should be to set yourself to seek God. Many of us will run to the nearest brother, the nearest sister, or the nearest friend to find a solution. No. When there is war, set yourself to look 
towards the Lord of War. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Certain things Jehoshaphat did to ensure his victory. He encountered a problem. Yes. In verse 1, 2, he encountered a problem. War had come up against him. Where do I turn to? In verse 3 and 4, he established his purpose. I will resolve this issue by seeking the face of my God. I will resolve this issue by proclaiming a fast. I will dedicate time to spend with the God of war. Let me reason things one-on-one -on -one with him. He did not stop there. He examined his past in verse 5. The Bible says, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. And he said, in verse 6, he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are thou not God in heaven? God, where are you? You had promised my father something. You had given them a promise. It is high time you reveal yourself as the one who gave them a promise. Are thou not God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? The last time I checked, you are God of all flesh. You understand the dealings of the evil one. I know you have power and might. And so there is no one that is able to withstand thee. How come these heathens are raging war against your own? He reminded God of his past. He said, Lord, you drove out the inhabitants of this land and gave it unto your own as an inheritance. Are you not the one who called Abraham your friend and gave him promises? How come the heathen have come against the one whom you call friend? Don't wait till the battle is over. He began to speak. He embraced the promise in verse 8 through 11. He began to remind God in verse 8. He said, they have lived in it. They have lived in this land. How is it that now the heathen wants to come in and send them out of it? They have been established. Uh, someone here, you have come to a place where you are established. You know that things are working good for you. Your business is doing well. All of a sudden, they are telling you, pack up shop and leave. You know, he embraced the promise. He embraced. How many of you remember what we saw on, on Wednesday? Haven't done all. Do what? Stand. Seek the promise. Take the promise. He embraced it. In verse 9, he said, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand before this house. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Look at it. He said, if when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we do what? Oh, you guys, are you here? We do what? That means that if they want to kill me, let them come into your presence and kill me. We stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction. What next? He said, then 
thou will hear and help. And he said to him, he said, but now, in verse 10, he said, but now, the men of Ammon, the Moabites, the people of Mount Seir, they have come. They have come to your territory. Will you allow them destroy your territory or will you stand for us? Somebody here, God is said to stand on your behalf. Or oh, that amen can be better. That amen can be better. In verse 11, he said something. Go to verse 11. I just hope the media guys are with me. He said, behold, I say how they reward us to come cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. He said, see how they repay us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us. Out of your own land. Out of your own labor. Yet, they are not settled. They want to push you out. They don't want to rest until they ensure that you are reduced to nothing and less than nothing. I pray for you. Their evil plan will not hatch. Oh, I, I said their evil plan will not come to pass. In the name of Jesus. In verse 12, he did something I love. He exposed his powerlessness. Some of you here, I know you love going to the gym. You look it, you act it, you can't even walk straight. But this battle is not for muscles. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? This battle is not for muscles. In verse 12, he said, Oh God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company. Many a times we face battles and we think we can handle it. If God does not come early, let me start the fight. God will meet me at the point of my you have failed. <laughs> Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? He said, oh God, will you not judge them? We don't have the power to fight them. I just imagine I just imagine what we give Nigeria the confidence to say they want to go to war with China. Huh? Many of you here, if you hear that Nigeria is going to war with China tomorrow, today, you have moved to Ghana. In fact, Ghana is far. You move to Benin. All of a sudden, your French will come alive. But if Nigeria is able to take that decision, that means that there is some other power stronger than the armies of China backing them up. So just imagine, if all the world superpowers, as they call themselves, stand with Nigeria and say, Nigeria, we are with you against this enemy. You won't be afraid. Papa preached a sermon last Sunday. He said, they that be with us. The prophet had chariots all around his house. He told, he told Gehazi, he said, go and check. Gehazi went and he said, sir, sir, if you see what I see, your heart will fail. 
The man of God said, this is not what I'm seeing in my spirit. I'm seeing something different. But it's contrary to what you are saying. And the man lifted up his voice to the heaven and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. That means that your eyes can be open yet you are not seeing. Your eyes can be open yet you are not seeing. The Bible says that he sent him out again. <laughs> and when he got out there, He came back and told the prophet, said, we are surrounded by a host. So what he saw this time, he saw the chariots and he saw the host. You're not getting it. The chariots can be there all they want. But it, there is a host surrounding me. And you know the amazing thing? Essay, please come. Come, my brother. Come, yes. Yes. Essay, stand right here. Come around. Stand right here. Do you know that no matter how much she can shout, her shout is child's play. True or false? True or false? Why? Why? You know the amazing thing now? She has no idea what is behind her. just waiting for her to do anyhow. The chariots can be there. But if your eyes can be open enough to see the host, open your hand like this, your right hand. Open your right hand. Squeeze it. Squeeze the hand. Throw a punch. Throw a punch. No, 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 no. Gather all the strength you can. Throw a punch. Do you understand this? On Friday, we prayed a prayer that we break the teeth of every evil lion sent to swallow up the destinies of members of this house. Because the only thing you fear in the lion eh, is not his shout, is his teeth. Because the minute the lion will open his mouth and roar, what's the first thing you see? His teeth. Then you run. You say, ah. But the minute that lion roars and there's no teeth inside his mouth, what's your reaction? Somebody talk to me. Don't worry about the chariots. They can be in their millions and billions. And you, this is the amazing part. The higher the number of dead that are against you, the highest the number of the hosts. I'm not afraid. Even me standing here, 
I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I know whose I am. I know whom I serve. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? He exposed his weakness. He said, God, I don't get power. If you think I will fight this war, you are joking. When you are here, I will fight. Not me. I will fight. I will even... See, child of God, many a times, you big past me. See, look, look, look. See now. Do you see it? I'm not even joking. Come. Come. Do you know the funny, actually, thank you, you can go. Do you know the funny thing? It doesn't matter how tough he is. He can beat me. But my host will never allow him. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. He exposed his weakness. The Bible said they all stood there in verse 14. Please bring that scripture back up. In verse 14. The Bible says, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah. And he said to the king, he said, listen, Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, you have done the needful. He said, do not be afraid. Thus saith the Lord, do not be afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. So guess what? God saw that the multitude was great. But he told him, I'm greater. I've said it here. If your problems cannot touch the heavens, then it's not big. Because if God sits in the heavens and only his leg occupies the earth, then your problem has not gone beyond the earth's sphere. It has not moved to Mars or Jupiter or Saturn. or It has not transcended all the planets. It's still on earth. Then it's not a big problem. Somebody hear what I just said. He said, do not be dismayed. Don't be afraid by reason of this great multitude. Why? For the battle is not yours. He says, I know. You are standing before the great multitude. You are wondering to yourself, where do I start from? If I want to hold him round, my hand cannot go round. If I want to punch him, my hand is not high enough. You know, there are some, some people, when they want to fight, the first thing they do, they want to pinch you. <laughs> some, they want to put hand in your eye. But in this case, everything is just bigger than you. Where do I start from? Some of you, you're seated here, you're smiling, but you're asking yourself, God, where do I start from? He said, the battle is not yours. So guess what? Don't be so motivated to fight a battle that's not your battle because you will lose. I don't know if you heard what I just said. Don't be so what motivated to fight a battle that is not your own. Because you will lose. He said in verse 17, in verse 16, he said tomorrow. Now I have told you that the battle is not yours, 
Don't sit at home and relax. There's something I need you to see. Remember what he told Joshua. He said, see now. So he said, I don't need you to sit at home because there is something I have set for you that you need to see. He said, tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, see where they are coming from. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. They are planning. But the funny thing, give me a chair. Give me that chair right there. <laughs> Holy Spirit, sit down, sit down. They call all their army generals together. They are planning. They are writing out war strategies. They are so relaxed and confident that by the time they come against you, you will melt like wax. They forget that God is looking at the plans from up. So God says, <laughs> okay, the cliff of Z's, alright, tomorrow, this is where they are coming from. They will come from the cliff of Z's and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Let me tell you some child of God, if you can just relax, let God go and do the espionage for you and come and tell you, come, you are afraid, Abby. See, this is what they have planned. This is how they have planned it. This is where they want to execute. Okay? That is why God will tell you in the first place, this fight is not your own. Because if they should have gone by their strength and their mental capacity, they would have no idea. They don't plan war strategy on Twitter. It is a top secret. And only very few are privileged to that secret. That's why it's called what? Top secret. But no secret can be secret from the one who created the secret. God does not look like this. <laughs> he looks like this. Is somebody hearing me? He gave them everything. He showed them the plan. And he told them in verse 17. He said, you won't need to fight or I don't see everything. You will not need to fight this battle. He says, set yourself. Remember what Jehoshaphat did. In verse 3, he set himself. And God told him again in verse 17, set yourself. Stand ye still and see the saving grace of God. I pray for you if your amen can roar. This week you shall enjoy the saving grace of God. I say you shall enjoy the saving grace of God. Say don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. They have threatened your business. Tomorrow, go back to that shop and open it. They have threatened your life. Tomorrow morning, huh? let me tell you, set yourself. If you have not made up in the last six months, tomorrow, just make up for no reason. Dress nice for no, because some people, pepper is about to enter their eye. Pe I, I mean, hot tears. You know what hot tears is? That they are crying, their eyeballs are paining them. Because what God is set to do in your life, mouths will not be able to explain it. 
Oh, that amen is suffering. He says, tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat had every reason to be afraid. He had every reason to be scared. He had every reason to worry. But God says go out. When God says go, do what? Some of us will say, yeah. Do you know it's a war? When God says go, do what? You, you know, the problem we have, many other, we want to ask questions. In verse 18, while these ones were feeling great that they have planned, unknown to them that their plan was already in the hands of their, their, their people, the, the, the Israelites, the men of Judah, they already had the plan. In verse 18, the Bible says, Jehoshaphat began to praise. He began to worship. How about me just please the one who has given me victory before the fight? Leave them, let them plan. I will just be praising God. I will just be praising him. I know, I know, I know. They have threatened me at my job. But Jesus, you are so good. Jesus, you are so good. What no man can do, you have done for me. What no man can do, you have done. You know, just, just be praising him. They said, we give you seven days to live. At the seventh day, you will see. If I give God my lifetime, <laughs> He will take care of me. He will never, never let me down. I will give God my. The Bible says they fell down and began to worship. The next thing He did in verse 20, the Bible says He began to express His praise. Sir, if I may ask you, would you be comfortable and see the people that love you destroyed? It's impossible. I've said it here. When Esther said to the king, my people and I have been marked for destruction, the first thing that came to his mind, my food, my clothes, my bed, my wife, who is that bastard? That is Manu. That's an earthly king. How much more the one who rules the heavens and the earth? You come with your food chair, say, I will kill your child. Huh? What? Are you joking? So you see, that your child is always praising you. Today, he shall die. With confidence. Verse 21. The Bible says, after he had consulted with the people, 
he appointed singers to begin to sing to God. God has said we should not fight. But he said we should go down tomorrow. So since we are not fighting, we need to do something. Tell somebody no vacancy. Oh, come on, come on. Say no vacancy. Because if they had created room, say, okay, God said we should, uh, uh, let's throw the party. Pastor Mark, make sure that you bring three cows tomorrow. We are going to party. We're going to have four. If they had created a lacuna, doubt will begin to set in. Child of God, I know God has given you a promise, but don't go and relax. Say, may breeze enter my body. God, don't do harm. Occupy yourself. He appointed men to begin to, to, begin to sing. And he said, give thanks unto the Lord for his love endureth forever. We have not gone to the battlefield yet, but we will thank him for the victory of the battle. In verse 22, the Bible says, now, son, stand up. Come on, son. They want to fight. Bina, bina. They want to fight. Why are you looking at him and smiling? Frown your face your face. He said, I will beat you. He said, you don't know me. He said, I have men. I have guys. He said, if you see his men, you will hear what. But don't worry. There's a host that stands with you. There's a host. I'm feeling his heart. Are you okay, sir? <laughs> His heart is pounding like they began to praise. And while they were still coming, he had not even got into the place of battle. This one was coming with his full chest, coming to attack him. The host. You are, are you laughing with him? I know why he's laughing. Because he imagined in his mind. So will you actually touch this young man while I'm here? Do you know the funny thing? Attack him. You know the amazing thing? The minute God arises from his throne. The heavens know something is about to happen. So, the hosts of the chariots of heaven, they don't sit down when the Lord of hosts. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I don't know if I can get some young men that believe in, in saving this young man's life. I don't know. Can I get some young men that believe in saving his life? I don't, are you quite shy? Look at you. My brother, come. Come. Come, come. Ken, come. Ken. Come, 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 come. Come, come. 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 My brother, come. Come. 
Come, you, you, yes. Our ogre, northwestern, may we sit down. Imagine, imagine the chief of army staff dressed in his uniform. Say, we are going to war. All the other soldiers sit down in the barracks. Can it happen? So since you have decided you have men, you can destroy him. Please feel free. Go, 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 go. I'll destroy him. No, go now. No, wait, go ahead. Destroy him. Destroy him. The Bible says, the Bible says that they had not even gotten there. They were only praising. They were just praising. Son, keep dancing. Keep praising. The Bible says that the Lord set ambushment in their midst that the sons of Moab began to see the sons of Ammon and say, you Israelites, you Israelites. Meanwhile, the Israelites were just praising. What no man can do. Destroy him all. You better destroy The amazing thing about this is that when the Lord of hosts stands for you, stand in front of him. <laughs> Who are you looking for? And, and Christ will say, you are hid in me and I in God. So that means, let me just tell you something, child of God. You know why your enemies are tired of you? Do you know why? Because they begin to think, ah, before I pass through Christ, and I pass, ah, can I pass through Christ? Because last I checked, he, he has been given a, a name. That's above every other name. That the mention of his name, every name must bow. So if this guy just say, Jesus, I must bow. I'm without a choice. Without a choice. Ah. Okay, peradventure, I'm able to pass Christ. Can I pass God? I remember the Bible says it's a dreadful thing to fall into the anger of God. So how? I said because he that falleth into the anger of God shall be grinded to powder. So by the time I'm grinded to powder, how will I go and look for him? You know the amazing thing. Anywhere he moves, some come. 
No, no, no. You allow him go. Anywhere he moves, they move with him. Move. Come. 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 So it doesn't matter. The Bible says, the Bible says, the enemy shall come like a flood. But the spirits of the Lord will do what? Raise it. That means that the flood will come, but it can't touch me. Because my standard, don't drop standard, don't drop standard. Don't drop standard. The Bible says further, let me show you something and then we close. In verse 25, go to 25. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat and his men, when they got to the place of battle, hear this, they began to take spoils of them. They found among them in abundance of both riches with the dead bodies. Hear this, so. And precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry, and they were there three days. That means, child of God, hear me, they would have finished them within three days. But God turned it around that within three days, they were still packing. Okay, I get it. You know why God told them not to fight? So that they can create capacity to carry something. Because if they had come to fight, they will carry spear, carry shield, carry sword, carry all these things. By the time they get there, no space. God says, we are going to war. Carry bag. Oh, you are not getting it. Carry empty bags. God, it, it doesn't make any sense. We are going to fight. You say we should carry. You are bigger than me. Oh. <laughs> you say we should carry bags. Are we going to bag the enemy? It, it just carry bags. The Bible says three days they were still gathering. In the midst of dead bodies, child of God, I pray for you that in the midst of every negative situation, you will still find precious jewels. Oh, that amen can be better. Man had thought it is over. In the midst of every negative situation, you will come out with testimonies in the name of Jesus. Go to the next verse. Three days. Three days. It says, on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Beraka. The meaning of Beraka is blessings. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the same place was called Beraka. Guess what? If they had fought this battle for themselves, that place would have been called the Valley of Blood. But by virtue of what God was set to do in their lives, the valley, the place that should have been called the Valley of Blood became the Valley of Blessing. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley. The valley is not a beautiful place, but God can turn it around. Somebody here. Your valley of pain, your valley of anxiety, your valley of fear, your valley of worry today, I stand as the servant of God and I decree that valley is turned around for your favor. The place that should have been called the valley of death. The Bible says till this day is still called the valley of blessing. If you can stand on your feet, lift your hands to heaven. Let your amen roar. The blood that should have been shed, I decree, it is turned around to blessing. It is turned around to blessing. It is turned around to blessing. What the enemy should have used to mock you today, God is turning it around to a testimony. I say, God is turning it around to a testimony. What the enemy meant to use in making you weep, in making you cry, I don't care from which quarter it has come. Today, I decree it is turned around to a valley of blessing. It is turned to a valley of blessing. It is turned to a valley of blessing. Lift up your voice. Give God thanks. Give him thanks. My pain is turned around to a blessing. My pain is turned around to a blessing. Give him thanks. Declare it. My pain is turned around. Don't wait until the battle is over. Jehoshaphat did not wait till he got the spoils. He began to praise. I wish I had a few people who will begin to praise God. I know you haven't gotten the job, but praise him for the job. I know you haven't gotten that payment, but praise him for the payment. I know you haven't gotten that contract, but praise him for the contract. I know you haven't gotten that husband, praise him for that husband. Don't wait till the battle is over. Don't wait till the battle is over. Don't wait till the battle is over. Praise him, praise him. The woman said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. That means that she saw a healing before she got it. Somebody here, you have been praying, Lord, make me whole. Now is the time. Begin to praise God for your healing. Begin to praise him for your healing. Begin to praise him for your healing. Someone here, you've been praying for a mind restoration. Praise him because your mind is restored. Don't wait till the battle is over. Begin to shout. Don't wait till the battle is over. Begin to shout. Don't wait till the battle is over. Begin to shout. Shout like a victor. Don't be a victim. Shout because you have won. Shout because you have won. Shout because you have won. Shout because you are healed. Shout because you have your breakthrough. Shout because you're on the winning side. 
the host of heaven is on your side God is on your side Christ is on your side Jesus Christ the same yesterday the same today the same forever if he did it